Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I am your host, Katerina Borinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. Today's episode is very special because I have Jesse, my husband, back on the podcast to reflect and celebrate our first year of marriage. That's right, we are celebrating our one-year wedding anniversary, and so I thought, what better thing to do than to record a podcast episode? So we take turns asking each other questions and giving pretty unfiltered responses. Of course, I shed a tear, happy tear, and... Yeah, it was just a really fun conversation reflecting on our first year of marriage. So let's raise a glass and dive into the episode. All right. Well, Jesse, welcome back to From the Honeycomb podcast. You are or have been my co-host for a few episodes, but this episode is a little special because we are celebrating our one year official wedding anniversary. Yes. Pop the champagne. So, what is something you're grateful for today? So, what I am grateful for, as you pour the champagne, what I am grateful for is this podcast because this podcast launched two weeks after we were officially married last year. And I've been able to kind of track and keep in memory this last year through the podcast. That's fun background noise, little bubbles. It's been fun just having this podcast because it's been kind of a way to like, no, this is just this podcast has been kind of a way to like memorialize this last year. And so I'm really grateful for that because you've been on a few episodes and we've talked about our wedding or our travels. We did a recap of our last year. So it's been really fun to kind of just keep this as kind of like a time capsule in a way. So cheers. Cheers. And then what are you grateful for? I am grateful for, I think it was late. 2020 or early 2021 we were out and about just running errands and going for a walk and whatever and uh, we were on a walk and I happened to look down and I saw a silver or white gold or whatever necklace pendant on the ground with three diamonds in it and picked it up and I showed it to you I'm like oh look at this can you can you believe it and just threw it in the junk drawer. Like literally it's been in there for a year, year and a half, maybe two years at this point, who knows. And I've kind of joked about taking the diamonds out and putting them in some of my carvings or incorporating them in some of my other little builds that I do. And I've just never gotten around to it. And so today we were going to mail a Poshmark sale and there was a jeweler next door and I've been meaning to stop in and have these diamonds looked at, you know. And so we took it with us today. We went in, the jeweler, he says, Hi. and we're, I'm in board shorts. You're in like very, very casual gear. And everybody else in there is like very nicely dressed. And so he's like, yeah, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah. So I pull out this pendant and it's probably about a half inch long and three diamonds. I don't know what carrots it would be. 
And I said, yeah, you know, we were out for a walk a while ago. And he's like, oh, you want to see if they're real? I'm like, yeah, you know, just he's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. And so he takes it and he steps away and he's looking at it with his magnifying glasses. And he's like, well, I don't know. You you might be one of the lucky ones. And he pulls out this device and, and tests it, this electronic device and tests the diamonds. And he says, these are real. And I said, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I said, well, can, can we get it appraised? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And so he's writing up the paperwork and he says, you know, in 26 years, there's very few people. He's like, I get this, you know, once every month or so, somebody comes in, they find a diamond ring or a diamond pendant or earrings and they want to test it. And he's like, in 26 years, he said, this is only the second occasion where the diamonds are real. And we were blown away. And mm -hmm. so we are paying for them to be appraised and should find out mid next week. But I have been manifesting some funds to go towards this old, you know, 50s pickup truck that I've been have that I've test drove a few months ago and had my eye on. And I think it's really going to be a sort of a symbolic piece to my up and coming new company. And so I this may be the first the sale of whatever this ends up being maybe the first funds towards that so i'm super grateful for that no that is that's amazing i wasn't i was shocked when he said oh my gosh you guys are in luck i'm like you know standing there being very supportive but i had no idea so that's that's amazing yeah. so cheers thank you all right so for this episode just to kind of break it down you and i have written four questions that we're going to ask the other person. And we haven't shared these questions with the other person. So you want to rock, paper, scissor, who goes first? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just one, just one. Just, just one. Just All one. Right. Rock, rock, paper, scissors. scissors. You... I got it. No, it was up here. Okay, it's down, okay, okay, okay. You okay, are okay. the worst rock, paper, scissors <laughs> Again, 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 again. Okay. It's... That, it's Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, fire. Got it. Ready? We both did the same thing. Okay. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors fire. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors, fire. fire. Yes. Okay, you go first. Oh, what? Oh, I, thought, I won. Oh, I thought we were, oh, okay. I thought we were oh, playing. I no, no, too late. <laughs> okay, go. All right, so my first question. Yeah. Between getting engaged and before the wedding... So in that time space of we got engaged and then we got married. So in that time frame, did you picture a different quote unquote first year? Like, did you imagine the first year would be different? The time we got engaged, you're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. we're engaged mm -hmm. to the day we got married. In that time where you're like, oh, our first year is going to be like this or that. or hmm. That's a great question. So we got engaged summer of 2020. And we got married September 2021. So just to give the listeners an idea of that time frame, it's about like 13, 14 months. Mm -hmm. I would say, I think it was not to make it more about me, but because of the exams were just such a just constant unknown and every, you know, exam moving forward. I think I 
was expecting to be done with the exams immediately mm-hmm. after a wedding. And that would have changed so much. Right. So I think that kind of had like a negative effect on, on our first year because I was really struggling with that and was just with that. Right. So I think though our first year from when we were engaged, I think it went like we handled every obstacle, everything that came up, every challenge very well, I would say. So I think in a way I would say I didn't know how the years, the year, the first year would be. I think also because of COVID and there's just so many unknowns that were happening. I think I'm proud of how we handled the first year. And I don't know if I was thinking about how we would be doing. Maybe I was thinking like, oh yeah, we'd have a house and this, all that. But yeah. I think we we handled everything very well if that i don't know if that answers i think that answers the question yeah i think so yeah okay good job that was a good question thank you mm-hmm. all right question number one from me what have you learned about yourself while married to me for the listeners who don't know so i'm older than you by not just a little bit so 17 years depending on what point of the year it is so i've learned that I have a higher capacity for change than I would have guessed. So I have a higher capacity for like giving up ground. So after we have like a disagreement and, you know, I have a higher tolerance or I have a higher acceptance of relinquishing the idea of I'm right and you're wrong or I didn't do anything, so I don't need to like meet you halfway on an apology. So like if that's something I didn't expect to find because because I feel like most of the time I approach life in a very structured and rehearsed manner. Like I'm I'm always game playing in my head, like conversations or outcomes or, you know, how to engage somebody and how to disengage somebody. And so I feel like I'm always very well prepared for a conversation or an altercation or a disagreement. So I always feel exceptionally prepared. And because of that, then I feel like, well, I was very prepared for this and it went exactly the way I thought it was going to. Therefore, I've already game played this and I really don't need to approach an apology. Because I, this, it went exactly the way, you know, I, I was very defensive in my posture. The conversation went exactly as I expected it to. I chose my words carefully to not make a, a misstep. So I didn't leave myself vulnerable in any, like, you know, in different contexts of the conversation. So I'm like, yeah, it went just the way I thought it was. So yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't need to apologize. I don't need to approach. I don't need to come 50, 50 on this. I'm like, yeah, I nailed that. But then now in hindsight, it's like, yeah, but does that really matter? Like, yeah, it went exactly what you thought it would. Who cares? Like, who cares who's right or who's wrong? Like the the goal of, at the end of the day is to like, to be in love and like to be a partner and to like nurture each other. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't, doesn't matter that the engagement went the way you th- you anticipate it doesn't matter that you plant that like you saw it coming you anticipated the, the moment you d- 
defended correctly. And then, you know, in my mind, you, you won the engagement and you're like, yeah, I hundred percent. Boom. That doesn't, doesn't matter. Like that's not the goal. The goal is not to win the engagement. The goal is to like, to go to bed happy and satisfied and like holding each other. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that I didn't really expect, even though that kind of leads into one of, one of my questions, Mm -hmm. even though like, our first year of marriage wasn't the first year we lived together. So it's yeah. not like it's like, this is a new experience, mm-hmm. but it is, it does put it in a different context. It's like, it is, a, mm-hmm. it is being married does put the relationship in a different frame. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. And you have done a great job of just letting me win every fight. You're Finger just, guns. Bam, 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 bam. Good. Good. You're illustrating all right, what's this question then? Let's lean into your question. It sounds like you kind of... I was curious if we'd have like similar questions. Sure. Okay. Has there been a thank, quote unquote, thank God I'm married moment in this year? And understanding like that we've been living together for several years. So it's not like this first year is our first year living together you know, or first year in a committed relationship. We've mm-hmm. been committed to each other for several years now. But in this first year, did you have a moment where you were like, you thought, thank God I'm married. Like it was just a stressful moment in your life or something broke. Something was awesome. Something was great. And you're like, oh, thank God I'm married. I want to share this with my quote unquote husband. Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think if there's like specific moments I mean, not to like bring something from even just today, but like I told you today, like you helped me change my car battery and I was like, whew, I married well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I literally think- <laughs> unplugged it, carried it to Costco, carried the new one back in, plugged it back in. That was it. That's all I did. But that, but it's like for me, that would take me like a month of trying to contact someone and like. Costco yeah. or Honda yeah. or like I would have taken into Honda pay double probably and right. all that. So I guess I did diagnose that that's what the car problem was. Yeah. I saw it coming like Thursday. It was slow to start yeah. and I asked you about it and I guess I did diagnose it where yeah. that may, you may not have yeah. have done that on your own as quickly. No, no, I would have waited for some icon to it tell me. Died. No, it just <laughs> would have died. Though like there's not any specific moment and I'm going to try to say this without getting like emotional. I think just like knowing when I come home from a bad day and you're right here I didn't think I would cry this episode it's been a minute since I've cried on the podcast no I think it's it's coming home and knowing you're here yeah I got your back Jack yeah so I think it's it's just knowing like I have someone I can come home to vent to and you're gonna take my side even if I'm in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> True. 100%. It's like, it's sometimes I'm very mm, silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, no, like, and then also knowing that, like, and I feel like sometimes I've been like, been like, I know I'm in the wrong or I'll, I'll know, you know, I'll kind of check myself and be like, you know, I know this is wrong or what I did was wrong or what, however I approached it was not right. And I'll accept that. But, and then we'll kind of like figure out ways to, kind of either solve the problem or how can I do better next time? So like, it's like kind of, you let me like learn and then I kind of grow from that. 
Yeah. You let be, me make a mistake. Yeah, because when you come home in those moments, and the same when I come, I, I come home in those moments too. So like those moments where you come home and you've had that shitty day, and you know in in your inner self you know that you did you like you you messed something up like you you there was an opportunity where you could have approached something differently at work or or in a personal interaction and you messed it up like but we come home to like share that moment not for judgment or reflection or tutelage or whatever but just to come home and just express how you felt and how and just just to hear the words and have you know the other person just accept that that's the day that you had not for the correction Mm -hmm. and not for the knowledge but just to say just have somebody validate that like Mm -hmm. yeah that was a shitty day like Mm -hmm. this happened i said this they said that and it sucked yeah and just to have the other person just go, yeah, that does suck. Like, mm-hmm. man, sorry that the, I'm really sorry that that's the interaction you had today with that person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, that's just all we need. Like, yeah. we just need to. We know we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as you're telling the story, you can see the the eyes squint a little bit, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's where I messed that up. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's why they. That's why mm-hmm. this and that happened. And you're just like, oh okay. But it's not the other person's role to be like, see, that's mm-hmm. where you mess that up. Yeah. Like a lot of times it's just like, just get it off your chest. Yeah. And then down the road, like after the emotions been released and after it's not so personalized, then that's when we come back and we're mm-hmm. like, hey, remember when we were talking about this thing the other day? And then that's where there's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, I had a thought. After we talked about your story the other day, if that happens in the future, you you may mm-hmm. be able to say this or that, and maybe the outcome of that conversation would have changed. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's future potential for growth, mm-hmm. but in the moment you're just looking, we're just looking for the other person to say, "Man, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to you today. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Just I'm sorry that that happened to you today." No, and that's why, like, I feel like I can't pinpoint a specific moment. It's those little, like, those day-to-day moments that it's just like, whew, I can come home to someone. And I think I also want to share with the listeners, like, the method we kind of came up with, our, like, code method. Oh, yeah. Which I think has been really helpful. And this helps because although Jesse and I work very close to each other and we're in communication all day and texting and, or, you know, I'm going to this project or something, we came up with a system because... And I don't know when this happened. This was maybe like, what, two years ago? A year and a half ago? Where, so Jesse gets home before me, maybe hour, half hour. You're usually home before me during the weekday. And then I come home. And there were a few moments where one of us is in a really good mood and the other person had a really bad day. Then we come and we meet at home and it's like, someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm having a great day. We're gonna have like so much fun tonight. And the other person's like, I just want to not talk to you or I just had a really shit day or I'm usually me crying or something or I'm in a bad attitude. And then it's just like, there goes the whole evening because we weren't kind of communicating how we were feeling. And so what we've established is if we have kind of like a, 
we don't say every day like, hey, I'm code, we call code red is I am not doing well. Code yellow is I'm kind of not having a good day. So by the way, when I come home, I may need kind of my space or I need you to hear me out. And so, and then we don't say code green because that'd be like repetitive every day, like the days that are good. So that kind of lets the other person know like prepare what kind of emotions you're coming home to. Mm-hmm. And that has also helped with a lot of, because if one of us is having a really good day and one of us is code red, we kind of step up. And it's like you, Jesse, perfectly explained it, is about relationships not always being 50-50. Mm-hmm. And it's the ebb and flow throughout the day of, well, you know, one of us isn't is having a bad day or something's going on, then the percentage goes from 60, 70 to 30, 40. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the day gets better than maybe we are like we meet up at lunch and it's 50, 50 or we wake up and we're both like, oh my gosh, it's a great day. We're both 50, 50 in it. And then as the day kind of, you know, the hours go on and certain things, exterior elements kind of create either mm-hmm. tension or happiness or whatever comes through. We've learned to like ebb and flow. And I really like our code system is when we're coming home, we kind of know if it's a bad day, what the other person's expecting. And then we kind of know, like, I think there's been very few days we've both been code red. And then it's like, there's very few, but there's been code red and code yellow. And then it's like, okay, we keep it simple. We keep it super simple. Maybe dinner, we even go maybe to Taco Bell or something like, and then it's like, hey, it means you and I are both either zoning out in front of the TV and we just need space or whatever it is to cope with whatever is going on. So yeah. I think those little moments are what's been really good. For sure. Yeah, totally. So my question number two is a little similar to my first one. The first one was what you learned about yourself. The second question being, how has being married to me changed you? Or how has our marriage changed you in this last year? That's a tough one trying to separate it from your first question trying to think of how i've changed in this year other than what i addressed in your first question i can't think of a lot that i've changed in this year other than like discussed yeah other than i'm just i'm willing to give up certain ridiculous conceptions of trying to be right in arguments so i feel like that's something you've learned and it's changed you in a way like it's i know that kind of answers so i I have a backup question i can throw in no i think like maybe it's you know like it's it's funny because we earlier today we we talked about like there's different sizes of infinity right like Katarina and I earlier today we were like discussing just like watching a couple different things and we talked about and I so I brought up like you know I said that you know there's different levels of infinity even though infinity means infinite and so we talked about like okay so there's whole numbers counting numbers one through whatever there's an infinite number of those and then you go okay so that's one scope but then there's rational numbers you're like you know 1.3 that's a rational number but that there's more of those than there are regular whole counting numbers so that level of infinite is bigger and there's irrational numbers and those are bigger still so like infinite isn't always just infinite 
like there's bigger infinites, which, you know, is really like in the, the first time you hear it, it's like, oh, I don't, you know, like it doesn't really, it's not that impactful. But then you like really kind of soak that in and you're like, wow, that's really expansive. I would say that I, because I have, again, a little older, I have two grown children. One's a firefighter, one's a student, become a nurse. I feel like I have deep love for them, but I have this infinite love for you that I've discovered that is like, it just, it's ever growing. Like I just think of the things like I would set, I guess it kind of leads back to question one, but the things I would set aside, like I would set aside so much of myself because it nurtures you. Like I'd set aside my definition of right or wrong and in the context of a discussion or an argument, not right or wrong in, in a moral sense. I've long, long since have determined that I would set aside, like I would forego my life to preserve yours. Like that's just something obvious. Like we joke, like when we travel, like my role in traveling is I carry the luggage, so I'm a bellhop and I'm physical security. Your role is travel agent. So like, I like, so we joke about that. But I do like feel like this obligation to preserve your life over my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's this, I feel like there's this infinite growth because it's ever expanding. So like a challenge will present itself, whether it's a financial challenge or it's a, it's a physical challenge or it's a professional challenge. And I will feel like I can feel feel it expand like I can feel the challenge expanding and I can feel it like bump my I feel it meets my predetermined expectation of like where I what my limit would normally be like here's this financial challenge that maybe you're incurring but I'm not and I feel this expansion of it in our lives and I feel it bump this predetermined limit and then I just, I feel it just go past, like just expands past that. And I just go, it's in my mind, that predetermined limit just like dissipates. And and I've just, I just go, it's our common well-being is so much more important than this predetermined limit of this is mine and that is yours. Mm-hmm. This is my financial uh, burden. That's your financial burden. And you've had a financial setback and I feel it expanding, you know, like we're two spheres mm-hmm. and I feel it expanding and it bumps against mine. And normally I just be like, nah, pop smoke, I'm out. Instead, I just feel like I just, I'm just so much more willing to compass our common goals in life, whether it's economic, professional, you know, personal, mm-hmm. physical space, artistic goals. You know, I just feel like, we, I feel like I have been able to set aside this almost like almost sense of like self-preservation of like, no, I, I have to have this stash or this cash of goods or service, you know, or of the safety net. And, and that that's mine. And I, I can't relinquish this. And I'm just so much more willing to like, have that like share that 
to ease your burden, whatever that burden, it could be an emotional burden. Mm -hmm. Like, because sharing somebody's emotional burden is probably harder than sharing somebody's financial burden. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, to, to be able to have, like your own person has so much emotional stress. Like everybody has just this level of emotional stress from their whole life, everything they're already taking on. And like you can feel the other person's emotional stress reach you. And that's choice to say, no, like I choose me over you. I'm going to choose to to block your emotional needs so that I can concentrate on mine. It's the same thing, whether that's financial, same thing, exact same thing, financial. Mm-hmm. No, I have my savings account. Mm-hmm. I see your financial stress mm-hmm. and like you're in need. But as I feel that approach me, that's your financial burden approach me. I just push away I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I can't take that on. Mm-hmm. And so that barrier between us, whether it's financial, emotional, physical, professional, personal, I feel like that barrier all the way around has like has just dissipated and I just it's just like this free exchange between us of mm-hmm. your stress is my stress, your finance even though we do, you know, just we do have separate finances, we do mm-hmm. like, we have our own bank accounts, we don't mix money. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean like as you incur a financial burden, I don't step up and say, "Hey, let me cover some of these things for you so that you have a chance to recover. Mm-hmm. Whether And the same thing, hey, you have, a, you have a huge work stress coming up. Hey, let me take on some of the, the household stress mm-hmm. so that you have a chance to breathe a little bit into that space. I think it goes back to that percentage that we were talking about earlier is you're just taking on the other person. So it's this ebb and flow of I, this person needs me, I'm going to set my, you know, maybe I had a bad day because someone cut me off, for example, but my partner is now having a worse day because something went sideways at work or there was a financial burden or, you know, we've had it, both of us have been this past year have studied for exams. So there's been that, or there's personal news that comes up for family matters. So there's constantly something coming in And the other person is there to support and to kind of help fill whatever needs to be done. Like you said, like I need a little help around the house or like, especially I know when like I'm not studying is I've been really, I feel like kicking it up around the house, trying to, you know, help support so that you have now time to kind of just like de-stress and do what you need to do. So there's that, that ebb and flow that our relationship and no relationship really should be 50, 50 because throughout the day, there's these different moments or there's these different things you, you know, there's those challenges and those things in life that you start to kind of procure. And sometimes, you know, the weight of it gets to, to be too much. So you have the other person to help out, to lean on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I came heavy early with my You did. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. man. So, my, so I'm going to taper off and make it a little more. That's so funny. That's kind of what I did too. Mm-hmm. I went kind of deeper at the beginning. All right. So based on year one of marriage, what is something you want to change in year two? I would say for the next year is live in the moment more. I feel like that's something we we forget to do. And 
you and I have been working very hard towards our careers this last year with you getting your contractor's license, me getting passing my final national exam. And I feel like we have just been so go, go, go. And there's these moments where we come up for air, like Belize, our honeymoon, and these little weekend trips we might take, like we were just in Colorado, um, just my grandparents. And there's these, I'd like for us to see less of these we go down underground and we're working and we're working and every day is kind of hard and rough. And then, oh my gosh, there's a little like, you know, glimpse of here's a moment where we both get to come up for air and forget about all the things that are, you know, are stressing us out and worrying us. I really want us to hone in on finding more of a rhythm of being able to, in a way, like unplug and just kind of live in the moment because this year has gone by super fast. Like, thinking about it and I feel like we've started to do a little bit of a better job at we go for walks after dinner even though it's around our apartment complex or we just take time at the beach like we're back in the beach you know going to the beach on the weekends and just kind of enjoying that not going to the same beach you know for a couple years we're going to the same freaking beach and now we're really just kind of expanding and also allowing for new experiences and Like, you know, as you said, and I kind of have a structured mindset too about not only how things are like the day happens, but I'm very like, we have to be in bed by a certain time because we have to get up early or during the work week, we kind of got into this pattern. And I think COVID had something to do with it where we were just at home watching TV because that's all there was to do. And we've really started to break out of that shell of let's go to an Angels game. Like we went to an Angels game on a Tuesday this past week. I don't know the last time we actually went and did something social on a weekday. And so really, I think for us, I would like to see more of this breaking out of the the structure that we like to build. Because you and I both like structure and we both like kind of just this, in a way, like military precision. It's how we do our trips, all you know, when we plan stuff. And so I think just getting a little bit of that that masculine energy, just to go on a little bit of a spiritual segue and invite that feminine energy of just flowing and just like this weekend, for example, like tomorrow we're going to the beach. We don't really have a specific set time. We have an idea of when we want to go, but it's okay if we don't leave at exactly 10 o'clock. Like it's okay. You know, we're allowing a little bit of spontaneity back into our life because I feel like and it could be just with COVID and just getting more structured of what we can do and then so just yeah so just allowing more of a flow of that feminine energy into our our relationship I think will really help to offset some of the stresses that we've had makes sense good answer thank you so my question is describe our last year in one to three words. Like I hate you. Oh, sorry. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Those are my three. <sighs> Just one, one. Like if you had to, like a one to theme. three words. Could be four if it has to be, but you know what I mean. Like describe the last year in one to three words. Roller coaster. No, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. I mean, it has been that. In a way, it has been. Like my my dad was in heart surgery yesterday. Like I mean, it's it's, yeah. And you know, we 
we've had family struggles and financial struggles. It, it has been a roller coaster, no doubt. One to three words. That's what, you know, me, I'm always trying to reduce something to its simplest form. So, so if I'm asked one to three words, I'm gonna reduce that to one. I would say perseverance. Like we have persevered this past year. We've both had significant struggles at work. We've both like reached our breaking limit with work, with our professional lives in every aspect, whether it's peers or the environment of our profession or whether it's working with the you know city hall or working with peripheral you know professions it's it's just been a struggle of a year in that sense it's been a struggle working with our own companies like you know the interagency relationships have been very difficult this past year which you know in my case has, has led me to starting my own corporation which I'm in the very end processes of completing. And it has been, it's been a tough year, but through all of that, I mean, we've had our moments of weaknesses where we've come home and not just professionally, but, you know, personally, we've come home to each other and just been just exhausted. And yes, with the help of each other, but also have Individually, we've dug down deep, stood back up and said, you know, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to complete this. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to move forward, forward progression. And so I would say 2020 was rough, but I think it was like, it's like rough for everybody. So you're like, you're just like, everybody's just in the grind. So you're just like, okay, I'm just going to move forward. But this past, you know, 2021, fall to 2022 where we are now has been like i think it was rougher because i think we expected to come out of covid and mm-hmm. you know political strife and and instead instead of coming out of this we found ourselves just in more struggle mm-hmm. and i feel like because we we're expecting to have our lives ease up a little bit only to find that we were struggling even harder was even was more so of a challenge and more so has made i think us reflect a little bit harder on what what are our goals what are our long-term goals i agree i think definitely this past year has been the biggest growth since we've been together it's been our own biggest individual growth and growth as a couple. Like we have honed in on what our like kind of five year, not specifically five year plan, but like we know where our priorities are lying more and where our goals are more aligning and what we are really striving for and putting our energy towards. It feels like a little bit kind of at the beginning of a relationship, like it was not to bring my exam, I feel like my exams, I mean, we've been together pretty much the whole time I've been studying for them, so they keep coming up. But there was just this, a lot of unknowns 
I guess I could say of, you know, especially passing those, but there's been a lot of unknowns. And I feel like this year we've really honed in on finding solutions or answers to, like you're saying, your company kind of talked about it last year a little bit. And this year you got licensed and now you're incorporating. It's more of finalizing these unknowns we've had floating around. And that's also, I think, reducing some of the struggle and the challenges we've been having is we're kind of bringing all of that in. What's the thing cowboys use? Lasso? Lasso. We're like lassoing in our challenges and those struggles and kind of taking control of it and moving on faster than maybe like other parts of the world because it feels like just everyone's just done with what every other thing that's going on, whether it's political, it's health, it's travel bans, anything. We've had some family struggling with a lot of that. We know that everybody else is kind of struggling and kind of getting their lives put together after what's been a very unusual year that nobody years that nobody's ever experienced. And I feel like you and I individually have really grown. So I think perseverance is a great word for that. Cheers for persevering. Cheers. My fourth final question for this podcast is, have you noticed people treating you differently now that you're married? Hmm. That could be professionally. It could be at Trader Joe's. It could be with your family. <laughs> it could be just out in the world where somebody notices your rings. As far as how people have treated me differently, I feel like I carry myself differently, if that makes sense. So I feel like in that way, the, the way people perceive me would be very different. I just feel more like I've stepped into this role of, of wife. And so there's just this sense of like feeling very grounded and like knowing, cause you know, when you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, like it's, it's kind of open and you know, it's just, you know, and even fiance, it's just like, but now you're married and you're the first year of marriage, you get to ask the question like, so how's married life treating you? That's the mm. one thing I've obviously noticed the most of, like, how's married life treating you? And I never know how to answer that because I could give them the real honest answer of, oh my gosh, it's been struggle on multiple fronts, but we're doing mm. really well, but you, Jesse and I are doing really well. So I think that question has come up a lot and I'm just always like, yeah, it's great. Like I now know to never ask a couple that that's for sure <laughs> because it's, it's married life is it's different in that sense. I think with, my family, if they see me differently, time will only tell. When this episode airs, I will be on my way to the Czech Republic that weekend. So only time will tell in person seeing everybody after a year from our wedding, how they all will perceive me. But as far as I just feel like, I don't know, I, I carry, I feel like as far as if other people see me differently, I don't know, but I know I see myself differently the way I just, I carry myself and there's just a different level of confidence or the way I talk about, oh, my husband and I, there's a sense of, I guess maybe in society's eyes too, like, oh, this is like a young married woman. And so, you know, she has this, not to say like more of a conservative aspect of it, but there's just this, I feel like maybe more respect there's kind of that like coming of age in a way like, oh, you know, this is someone who's serious and has taken something seriously, which I feel like 
in a way my generation as millennials sometimes isn't. And so it's kind of given me a, well, yeah, there's just... I more established. More established. I think established would be good. Established is a great word is I have kind of this now foundation. And so I was thinking about like, if I feel different after we got married, like what's that feeling I felt after? I'm going to cry again. This is awful. I know I started to really reflect on right almost immediately after we got married and we came back from Madeira and it was amazing. And just then we kind of got back into the day to day life. And I know the feeling that came over me was just like, I feel super safe. Mm. I feel super safe in a sense like, and I know one day we were talking about it on the way we were walking to dinner and I said, like, I feel super safe. And you're like, like what? Like, how do you mean? And I said, I don't know. Like if I go bankrupt or something, like, I feel like you got me. And I don't know why that kind of was like, but it's just, it's the same feeling you have. Like the only thing I could think of to like correlate it is when you're still like a kid and you know your parents have you, like they got you. And there's like a safety, like if all else blows up in the world, I have my person to come home to. It's back, Jack. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I gotta stop crying. So yeah, so I think it's not really how if I've noticed people just, yeah, I think established would be great. I've established myself. I have a little bit of a level of respect and it's also different maybe talking to clients because like I made a joke with one of my clients about how we, like I get the master bath and you get the guest bath because, should I not say that? Oh, really? <laughs> really? Well, because she wants, she is like, I don't, because what she said is, she's like, I need my own makeup counter in our bedroom because over time, we just both have decided to get ready at the same time. And it just drives me nuts where I can't have my own space when he gets ready. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I totally understand. And I, you know, I have, I use the master bath a lot and my husband uses the guest bath. And so she's like, I said, you know, a second bath. I, and I kind of went to a client I had back in Chicago, one of my first clients who I love dearly, who told me the advice to a happy marriage is to have separate bathrooms. And so I shared this with my existing client and she's like, if only we had room in this condo to do that. So it's those little fun jokes. I feel like, I guess also in a way, it's like when you're in like that kind of like a secret club and like you don't know or experience something until you're in it, like you've experienced it. Like I'm sure I'm going to have the same feeling once I give birth to a child and we have a child. Like there's that like secret club, like all of a sudden you're in the know of something that mm. everybody knows around you. So I would say that in a long answer. Oh, great. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Okay, so for my final question, I would have to say is, what are you looking forward to in the next year? What am I looking forward to in the next year? That's uh, a great question. So obviously we're expecting multiple milestones this next year. One is you uh, becoming licensed. You'll hammer out that last exam with the uh, California exam. And this next year, I will start up my own corporation and start taking on contracts under that. I look forward to that. I hope we get pregnant this next year and start 
start that new adventure. Like we talked about in this podcast, there's been a lot of personal growth. I think I'm on, you know, with both of us this first year. And it's not like we haven't been growing in the duration of our relationship. It's just every year there's a little more growth. And I think this past year we've experienced quite a bit. And this next year to come, I think we can expect to experience even more personal growth and and growth as a couple. And so I'm looking forward to really until today when we kind of your questions had prompted some reflection on on what I've experienced over this past year, hadn't really put that in, in context. And so now that we have, I guess what I'm looking forward to this next year is just a continued growth, like taking what how much we've grow, grown this year and expecting to at least have that this next year, if not rival that and grow even more. We, you know, it's not like we, every day for us is perfect. And like, it's not like we meet every challenge perfectly. Like there's, there's plenty of challenges where you and I come to it and like we fall short a little bit, not drastically, but like, you know, it's like we, we have a challenge, a relationship challenge, and we don't like nail it first time. And it takes an afternoon to work through it. Or sometimes it takes a day to work through it. So this next year, I'm looking forward to shortening that time between when we have that disagreement and when we inevitably concede that it's in our best interest to just make peace. Like just just find that common ground. It's not that hard, but in the moment, it is hard. Like I feel like all couples have this thing where like in the first five minutes, it's like, it's really, it's not, maybe it's not really intense, but in the first five minutes, it's like really about individuals. In the first five minutes, you're like, I have this position and I'm a hundred percent in the right. And I'm going to say four or five statements that are a hundred percent true. Like there's, there's no way that these statements are not true. Like these are a hundred percent true. In that first few minutes, you're like, oh man, I'm just like, but after that, it's almost like you start arguing about how you argue or you start arguing about a statement you made in the argument, which really is irrelevant. It's like, okay, you're arguing about how you phrase a sentence and we always fall back into that. Yeah, but you said, mm-hmm. and, and I think anything after that, first few minutes that phrase you said if it's 10 minutes into your disagreement it's irrelevant who it doesn't matter what the other person said because they said it in a defensive context and it really all it does is, is it, it elongates the confrontation so this next year i'm really looking forward to shortening that distance between that first few minutes where you feel like you've said a few things that are like 100% correct and you need to say them because you need your partner to hear what you've said. It goes back to kind of just 
what I was talking about is enjoying those moments, less of that struggle, like coming up for air and then going, you know, back down and just working hard hustling. It's just like letting a lot more shit go too. It's just resolving sooner. I think that's, that's definitely something for us to work on. Yeah. But there's those moments where you're like, I want to resolve this as quickly as I can. And it's just giving up. It's just making those really small moments where like, you know what? A kiss on the back of the hand would mean so much in this moment to just like dissipating the energy, like really not investing negative energy into something like really finding an opportunity to like just give freely some positive energy and just move on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we do really well is like the next day we're just like, Yesterday was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was an unfortunate moment. And we do really well at yesterday was was a fluke. Let's just today is a whole new day. Today's positive energy. Mm -hmm. We're just moving forward. And I think that for a lot of people that that's a struggle. But I think for us, it's coming every day is coming easier and easier. Absolutely. Jesse, thank you for coming on the podcast to celebrate and reflect on our one-year anniversary. So thank you for coming on. This was really fun and reflective. I know it was, yeah, it was definitely very reflective for me. I'm very glad we got to sit down and talk. I feel like we wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to sit down and really look at our last year had we not. So thank you for coming on the podcast and you are so articulate. Like, I really love listening to you. Stoked, as always, to be a part of this. And, yeah, these are things, like, we have these conversations all the time, obviously, mm -hmm. off air. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's fun to kind of capture this a little bit for your listeners and mm -hmm. to kind of bring them a little bit of what we kind of dive into on, on a, maybe not daily basis, but on definitely a semi-daily basis, like definitely for sure multiple times a week, like we dive into like this level of reflection, reflection. Yeah. Which I think is super healthy for our relationship. It is. It is. All right. Well, Jesse, thank you. I love you. Love you too, my love. Well, that was a very deep conversation. I had no idea it would become so emotional and deep and raw, and I'm really happy to have had Jesse come on so we could reflect on our first year together as a married couple. This was a very special and intimate episode for me, and so I'm very happy to be able to share it with you. And also, as I mentioned in my gratitude, is to kind of have this podcast as kind of a way to remember and kind of take snapshots of of my life and so this is a great episode also just as a keepsake so thank you so much for listening i know this was a long episode but i am so grateful that you did and if you like this episode please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes thank you so much and see you next friday